Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Andre. It's nice to have you on the show. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for honoring the invite. That means a whole lot. Thank you so very much. So, Absolutely. If, before we begin with your introduction, you know, the essence of this show is to bring or invite amazing guests. I mean, guests who have triumphed over one challenges or another, if passed through one thing or another, be it business failure, relationship, marital abuse, all mm-hmm. sort of challenges. And they came out of it triumphantly. So we invite them to come talk to us about their stories. And yeah, the, the issue, the challenges they faced and the solution, how they came about coming out of it triumphantly. Because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is in that situation and he, right. he, he's stuck up there, he doesn't know what to do. And it's so good to invite someone who came out of it already triumphantly to come talk to us. So let's get started. Andre, Sir. talk to us about your the, the story, your challenges, and how you came out of it triumphantly. <laughs> <laughs> I see you smiling. Ooh. Ooh, wow, it's a hell of a story. That's why. <laughs> That's a hell of a story, I think. Yeah, we've got just and, uh, 25 I, minutes. 25 minutes. Okay, so I'm trying to make it fast, but my story is I was born French-Canadian in Quebec City. I'm number four kid out of five. Um, four, three brothers and my sisters who smack in the middle. Um, all I can tell you is, is there was something wrong since the woman I was born, this is what it felt like. And at five years old, when I could actually process my thinking with my feelings, when I put the two together at five, I remember the moment specifically, I realized I was born I was born in the wrong family. These were not my people. They didn't like me. I didn't belong there. There was a mistake somewhere was made. It was kind of crazy. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. But that was like the obvious, like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. I... So it's a little bit crazy. It's kind of a terrifying moment. It was terrifying as a five-year-old. Um, to, to feel completely alone in a household of people, you know what I mean? It was very weird. It was very weird. So what happened to me is my, my internal radar did this, and I started watching the world, like the world around me, like vigilantly, trying to understand my circumstances, how, this, how that's possible. How is that possible, right? Like, what's that? How do you put that together? How do you resolve that in your head? Like, I don't belong here. But who made the mistake? Where? How? <laughs> what, you know, so I started watching the world and I was the kid who was awkward. I was the, the kid in the corner watching everyone, right? Kind of outside of the box. I always had one good friend throughout my whole life as far as like a school friend. So I wasn't complete, uh, completely like isolated, but I was like on the outside, you know, watching in. I was, I, I was a dork. I didn't fit in. I was awkward. I couldn't speak very well. You know, like the, 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 I'm just watching. 
Anyway, so I've been doing this kind of observating the world since I was five years old. And in that, I became fascinated with the human condition. And like, how is that first? And men, women, and just like watching people, I found it fascinating. And it became my go-to. I spent my life observing people. And it's interesting because when you fine-tune this, like anything else, if you do it long enough, you become acutely aware and you could actually pick up a... I could pick pick up somebody's energy. I could pick up somebody's essence. I could pick up people's anxiety and pain and what they're worried about. I could just look at it. Like, it's kind of weird. I have a radar now. Like, it's finding to. So, it's very helpful in my work. I'm a relationship coach. So, it's, it's usually helpful in what I do now. But that's how it started. Um, so, also, you know, when you realize you're on your own, when you're that little, you have two choices. You die or you push. <laughs> and I remember very clearly thinking, I have no choice. I have to, like, I, this is on me. So I kind of leaned in and became resilient. I had to take care of me. I had to take care of me. I raised myself on some level, right? Like, I just became very resilient. And that actually is the thing that saved my life. And when you're talking about having challenges and how do you survive them, is you get behind it. You lean in. You become resilient, right? You don't lay down and die. You, you fight. You know, and for me, it was a fight for my life. Literally, I, every time I try to check out, every time I was thinking, like, I, I want to be out of here, yeah. right? There's a little voice inside of me that said, nope, yeah. you got some big stuff to do, and nope, you get to stay. And I'm like, okay, let's see, though. So, but it was hard. I would tell you, it was, it was very, very hard. It was very, very, very confusing as well. Anyway, so what saved my life yeah. is that I found the gift the, that God had given to me that I didn't know I had. So if you fast forward, I'm 16 years old and in a private school, yeah. part of the uh, physical education program, you had options to do, I was a swimmer. Uh, if you, <laughs> I was a loner, I was a swimmer in the pool. That's why you found me alone in the pool mm. at the bottom of the pool, typically. Um, not, not, you know, team sports, none of that stuff was, I didn't, that could, I couldn't fit in that. It was too overwhelming. Anyway, so, but a girl asked me to join her in taking ballroom classes for physical education. And I did, anyway, so the idea is like, we have to sign as a couple. So I didn't know she knew I existed. She's like, you want to come with me? You know, I want a partner and I want to do ballroom. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> cute little thing <laughs> that I'm going to hold in my arms, Mr. Awkward. I'm like, well, yeah. Anyway, so a week later or so, when we started our first class ever, I remember holding her in my arms, the teacher on my right, and I think we were doing a salsa at the time or a cha-cha, I'm not sure. But whatever I saw, I could instantly copy it. I could just do it. I could just do it. I could just do it. Like, crazy. Like, it's almost like I knew this already, and you were just reminding me. Like, I just could do it. So I go from invisible dork for a lifetime, and within four months or so, I become the star of student, the guy that all the girls want to dance with because I got it. I got it, right? And the other guys are struggling. So I become a teacher's assistant, and now I'm teaching with this. So I went from invisible to super visible. And the feeling that that brought to me, like, and musicians understand this very well, like, when you combine movement, physical movement with music, those two vibrations come together. Like, it lifts your spirit, right? It's just... It's just like breathes life into you. It's it's incredibly uh, uplifting. You know, you see singers sometimes, and when they hit that right note, they start crying. Like it yeah, just yeah, yeah. it just touches it touches your soul. Yeah. 
So all of a sudden, dancing, experiencing this, besides also becoming visible, lifted my spirit. And that's all I wanted to do. I think I smiled for the first time in my life in that class. I just like it just made me feel alive, made me feel alive, made me feel alive. So that's all I wanted to do. Forget studying, forget math, forget physics, forget I just I did all that to go to class. You know, if I was going to class, you know. Yeah, yeah. To the the, the chagrin of my parents because they saw me like literally go that way, and they're like, "What are you going to do? Dance for a living? Are you crazy? Like we're in, in Quebec City, can't in the in the snow. Like, there's no market for this. There's no money in that. But to me, it was just survival. It was really sort of the only thing that gave me a reason to get up in the morning. So I obviously realized that girls are a guy who likes to dance, and all of a sudden I'm not invisible anymore. And that's all I wanted to do. So I decided to make a career out of it, which is insane. So I traveled myself. I moved on the other side of the world. I went from Quebec to the West Coast, where I ended up in a jazz dance studio. That's not how I was a ballroom dancer, but there was no ballroom over there. So I started doing jazz. And I started getting, I instantly, this is insane. That's the story of my life. This is just because I was going with what my gut was saying and the, the thing that I was gifted at the only thing I was gifted at I just kept doing it and ended up in a, in a studio where I got a scholarship after three months unheard of unheard of and after that scholarship was over I got another scholarship and then I got another scholarship and another scholarship and then I ended up in the ballet studio across the street now it's a whole different world but ballet is the basis of all dancing right the structure the strength the alignment and as I was talented people says you know you, should, you need to take ballet to really kind of get yourself really the basis that because you have it all, okay? So I go across the street to the ballet studio. I get a scholarship. Like, it was insane. So my life kind of took a space. Like, it just happened as I showed up with the talent that I had. Insane. So I made a full life out of this. I ended up uh, <laughs> moving to Los Angeles. Because if you're going to dance for a living, you got to go with the business at. Yeah, yeah. And so moved to Los Angeles. And, you know, within settling, I get a job. The moment I got here, like two days later, I was on the road for a year and a half, came back, got settled, got an agent, ended up working with Michael Jackson, I worked with Prince, I danced with Paul Abdul, I danced with Like I just, I did it. I did, I, I go all the way. I, I went from one side to the other side, like the 1% of people who succeed in that entertainment field, I was, that was me. Mm. So, the. And again, the resilience was there. It was a lot of work. But again, I was following my gut. I was following my spirit. I was following the gift that I had. And, and never, questioning, never questioning it. Just that's what, that's what I, that's all I wanted to do. Um, but at the same time, I was always into personal development. I took personal development classes, workshops to get my life together, to get my brain together, to get my mind together, to get my, my money together, to get my business always challenging myself always pushing to learn more to learn more because i didn't know anything so i want to be successful i want to have the life that i have today and so i push for it so more resilience constantly i mean to a point where my friends thought it was strange like because before you know and the back then like yeah. you didn't go to personal development classes on the weekend like people, my friends are like let's go to the beach this weekend and get drunk i'm like uh, no i'm in I'm in, you know, I'm in, I'm in a class, you know, I'm in a workshop for two days. And they go, 
what the hell is wrong with you, dude? I'm like, this, this, you be you, right? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm learning, I'm, I'm discovering, I'm peeling the onion, right? So, like I said, it was those days was weird. Today is very popular. Anyway, so that's how I basically climb, you know, define, dismantle the pieces that cup that, that kept blocking me out of my poor upbringing and my low self esteem, you know, and so. Yeah, that's that was my career. Two thousand six. I'm gonna wrap this up to get you the part where I get to be a relationship coach now in my life after dancing professionally for fifteen years, almost eighteen years. Um, in two thousand six, as I'm doing all this, I end up in a workshop, of course, because I'm a workshop guy. I, I was the, and I got invited to a free workshop uh, out of a different workshop <clears throat> called Understanding Women. Okay, that's cute, right? <laughs> what is that? Like, is it really understanding women. Now you have to understand. At that time, I'm married with two little kids, right? My wife's a ballerina. We met in my class, whatever. So we're doing great. I'm not. We're not struggling. I'm not looking for this material. I'm not looking to understand women. I'm like, you know, I'm an artist, so I'm kind of. I thought my artistic personality made things easier for us. You know, I'm not a sort of a bully or whatever. Like. I didn't do the sh the fighting that my friends were doing with their girlfriends. I always attracted sweet, sweet women. So I go to a workshop understanding women, and I'm like, okay. So, but I went because I was invited. It was free because those could be expensive, and uh, that would that one changed my life completely. Like I realized at the end, I, I think I slipped off my chair seven times in that workshop, like off my chair. Like I had no idea. You know really how women are, how they process, why they take things personally, why like all the stuff to question, like what the hell's wrong with them? Explain, right? All the triggers, all the mechanism, and and so we know we're different, but like this was insane. Like this is not Mars and Venus; it's two different galaxies. Now the fact that I was married with kids with my my wife, who's my angel, yeah. I realized if I do nothing about women, I know nothing about my wife. Yeah. This is dangerous. You know, and all my brothers and my sister are divorced like three, four times. Like all of them are failed mm -hmm. at all this. I have it together so far, but I'm not going to be a statistic because I didn't know. So that's how it started. So I jumped into the company's curriculum. I took all their workshops, mm -hmm. then assisted all their workshops. So I did it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I became a workshop leader for the company. I'm a teacher. You know, when you dance, you teach dance, right? You perform, you teach. I was always a teacher at heart, so that was an easy transition, and that was the beginning of my career. Now I have full on. I've studied with masters like John Gray, Esther Perel, Shanti Felhan, Alison Armstrong, and Dr. Pat Allen in Los Angeles. Five masters in the field of relationships in different angles: psychology, anthropology, um, chemistry of our bodies, human behavior. So I have this cocktail of information. Again, that was all for us, for me and my wife, for, to make sure we weren't going to fail. Yeah. But that became a whole, they opened the channel, and this is now my mission in life, is to help men and women understand how to build healthy, loving, long-lasting long relationships. That's what I do. It's not a hobby, yeah. right? There's a lot of hobbyists in the world of coaching. This is how I pay my mortgage and my cars. Like, this is, this is my life since 2009. Mm -hmm. So that's the story. Sorry, that was a long one. That's how we got here. <laughs> that's, Resilience. What did I tell you? I'm, an amazing story. No, no, no. You know, there is a part of your work that I took, that I took, and and I held so important. 
where you said that you have to sort out your knowledge. What you don't know, you, you try to get to know it. So that's so important. It's so, so important because, you know, most people do not have this knowledge that you have. That when you don't know something, you try to seek to know. Why do we have problem in the world? Because someone who doesn't know how something should be done did it and it resulted in problem. That's a problem. So I've got a question for you. Okay, are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, please. yes, of course. Okay, okay. So it says that um, what is the number one reason why men and women fail in love? You know. Well, yeah. It's very good. Very good question. It's a very big question. It's something that we're not going to peel, but mm. you know. What we keep not realizing, and it's all everywhere in the culture, it's around the world, is men and women are equals. Men and women are equals. Men and women are equals, right? So, and what happened is equal, as in like equal opportunity was the feminist movement in the beginning. Equal opportunity, equal rights, equal pay, of course, that's the, yes. <laughs> but it, trans, it, trans, it, it transgressed into men and women are the same, like equal, like a, a man should be more sensitive to be a good man more sweet, more kind, more of all the female qualities that men don't own. And women should be more badass, you know, boss babe, independent, strong, powerful, independent. That's men's energy, by the way. So by defeminizing women and, you know, feminizing men, right, that we actually kind of even out the score and life will be better, you know, it'll be less drama in life, there'll be more opportunity, equal opportunity on both sides, blah, 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 right? That's the concept of, of taking men and women and equalizing the field. On paper, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a, that could be a good idea, except it doesn't work at all. It's the worst thing that's happened to our culture. Because when you make women masculine and you make men feminine, you neutralize the energy between them. And the polarity the polarity of the energy between men and women, yin-yang, masculine and feminine, right? When you depolarize this, it stops, it flattens. There's no reason we're not, you know, we're not completing each other. We're not, compete, we're, not, we're not jumping in into partnership energetically. It does, it's neutralized. And when you consider everything I'm teaching, by the way, is not my opinion, it's nature. I teach nature and science through chemistry and anthropology and psychology. Everything in nature is polarized. Everything is yin-yang, black-white, masculine-feminine. Nowhere in nature does a female act like the male. Nowhere. They're always complementary. They always kind of come together to procreate, to grow, to anything that expands, that grows, that flourishes in nature is polarized. It's always a yin-yang. It's always a masculine-feminine. Everything. One cannot exist without the other. So the, what human, we as human think we're better than nature, we're going to neutralize this thing and we're going to make this work better, it's complete bullshit and it doesn't work. It destroys everything. So soft men, sensitive, sweet, you know, feminine men don't make women feel safe. And when women don't feel safe with men who are too soft, they reject them. They lose respect for them. And they go look for a guy who's respectable by being masculine. That's what a woman needs to feel safe, right? It kind of contains her femininity. So men have to contain women's energy for a woman to feel safe. And in exchange, women inspire men to become more of what they, they, 
want to be in the world because a man who's got his life together, who pushes and builds his life, builds his character, builds his confidence. And again, that's a guy who's capable. When a man is capable, women relax because he's got, he's got it. It's powerful. He's got, right? So the yin-yang is we need each other to be better in life. So you neutralize the thing, it goes straight to hell. So again, on paper, it sounds like it should work. In reality, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. So the actual thing to do, the solution to this is to go back to nature, yeah. right? Because nature knows how this works. And we, we're raised to go against nature. We're raised, you know, like I said, women say they want sweet, sensitive men. They don't. They absolutely don't. They don't. They can't respect those guys, right? Now, the concept here is that if he was acting more like his, her girlfriend, talk a lot, connect a lot, you know, constantly being aware of her, that would be like, that's, that would be ideal. Except those freaking guys, women don't want them because it doesn't work. It's too weak. Yeah. Right. So in the same idea, the idea of women are like, you know, don't you like a woman who knows what she's doing? Don't you like a woman who's got some, you know, some money and you know, a career is a badass. you know, no, men are not interested in that at all. Not for relationships. It's, it's interesting because that's what you do. But if you think men are with you, ladies, because you're a badass, because you have business and money, that is not why men, you know, commit to women. That is not it at all. So everything the culture says yeah. that should work better, that is the right thing to do, doesn't work. Hmm. So I'm really, really busy. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, right? Like a lot of, a lot of people here doing all this shit backwards. And they're confused, and they're angry, and they're sad, and they're disconnected. The women are confused. Women, women are hurt. Women are hurting, and men are very lonely because we can't get it together. We can't come back. Well, again, we're doing this. We're doing man on man all the time, or girl on girl. Polarities reduce everything. So that's the biggest problem. It's 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 following the cultural tidal wave of equality, and it's good for business. It's good for money. But in relationship is the the kiss of death. It destroys everything. It makes everything impossible. Impossible. In a nutshell. Thank you so very much, Andre. Did I pronounce the name correct? Is it Andre or Andre? Can you correct me? No, it's Andre. 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 Okay. Andre. You know, one one thing I like about you. Let me tell you. Let me tell it to you. You. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> you you took your time to explain. Though the time not too long, but. You explain in such a way that it will be very easy to understand. And one fantastic Good. thing about you is your story. Your story is so enlightening. Mm. And I tell you, it is able to transform people. Because from how you started from age five and everything and all, no, no, no. I tell you, it is transforming. So, <laughs> so I've got to say thank you for coming on the show. Okay, to round up with, what would you like to say to anyone who maybe perhaps is feeling one way or another, feeling lonely, confused, doesn't know how to go about it. I don't know do this, but I'm in such a, I'm in that same shoe with Andre, and now I'm so confused. I don't know what to do or how to go about it. How would you yeah. like to say I, 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 what, what I say to everyone, wherever I speak, wherever I go, right, that, again, if you were raised to go against nature, this is why people struggle, people are in pain, people are confused, people are just like, how does this work? I don't understand, right? Also, and so I want to go back into, it's very, very difficult as human beings because we're like herd animals, right? We follow each other, we work together, we're like, this is a, this, 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 a, 
the cultural pulse, I call it. And the cultural pulse is saying to women, don't be, don't be housewives, don't be mothers, it'll ruin your life. Right? It tells men, don't be a man, don't, don't lean in, that's toxic, and, right? and teach women that you can't trust men, they'll cheat anyway. Okay, that's interesting, because women cheat just the same. So, on, so all this reality backwards is not real, it's not true, it's not how it works. So people are confused, and, and, and I say, forget your mother. There's a lot of my clients, the women especially, have like mothers who made terrible choices with men. Right, con mans, you know, addicts, drunks, like t- terrible choices with men, and now want to protect their their, girl, their 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 daughters with don't ever you can't trust men they're terrible and blah. well no you made some poor choices so do not pollute anybody's brain with your bad choices right so forget your mother's poor choices forget the culture forget you your your teachers yeah. who are who are teaching you to dismantle all this forget your friends who tell you men on shit. Forget this shit. Like, what do you want? Do you want to be, do you want a relationship? Do you want a marriage? Do you want children? Right? Forget the culture. Think for yourself. Make your own choices. It's hard to do because the culture has a pace. My assistant is 28 years old, right? Young girl in Los Angeles. What she wants is a classical life. She wants to be a wife and the mother of three. She can't say that out loud. She cannot say that out loud. They just jump on her. Girl, you're better than being some slave to some man and, you know, kids will ruin your life. She's like, can you just go to hell? Can I be my... But she can't talk about it. She can't talk about it. Because they get, they jump on her. So, right? So she has to... So that's what I say. Like, make your own choices. What do you want? Do you want marriage and kids? Then go for marriage and kids. A lot of men who are looking for women who want classical, traditional roles, right? Men are still traditional in our culture, men do not get the choice of being non-traditional. Again, a guy who doesn't work, a guy who doesn't have his life together, is has no self-respect, and he cannot be respected by men and women. So man's choice never changed. Men have to provide, protect, cherish women. Yeah, yeah. Never changed. So men are still traditional all the way through, never changed for us. Women are raised to refuse to be traditional. Do not be traditional. Do not. This is why it's not working. It's very simple. So ladies, right, man, men, you need to step into your masculinity, build yourself up, get some mojo, get some money, get some character, get some confidence, and then go get yourself a wife who's going to go, whew, he's amazing. I feel safe with him. He's a provider. I can relax. We could have a life together. I could help him build our lives, blah, 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 traditional partnership, right? So men, step the hell up. Step the hell up. Stop being passive. Stop being weak. Stop being small. Stop being shamed out of your masculinity. Do it. And ladies, <laughs> traditional, if you want traditional values, you have to be a traditional woman. So learn how to be a wife. Learn how to be a woman. Learn, learn how to be a part of the man. Learn the traditional roles because if that's what you want, you have to forget what the culture is telling you. Forget it. It's not going to work. So you want to be a badass? Go for it. I don't care. That's beautiful. Your choice, your life, fine. But that's going to cost you the love life. Women who have, women that have the business life happening have zero, typically, success in relationships. There's a reason for that. Masculine as opposed to feminine. It doesn't work. So you can't have both. You have to make a choice. So again, Forget the culture, forget your mother, forget your friends, forget your teachers, forget all that shit. What do you want? 
like my assistant, you want kids in a, at a you know kids in a traditional life, learn to become a traditional woman. Men are looking for that. You refuse to be traditional, it'll cost you. And what happens is at the age of forty, like you become one of my you know clients, going, I don't understand why it's not working, and I'm tired of work. Again, think for yourself. My 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 advice is think for yourself. Forget what's out there if you can. It's hard to do. I get it, but it's your life. So forget what people telling you is right or wrong. What is right or wrong for you? You pick, you choose, you lean into that and get some help because, you know, it's not obvious how to build this, what's out there. So I have a gift for you listeners, by the way, Okay. if you're interested. Yeah, sure. So I do, I do, I do a lot of podcasting because my mission in life, you know, no one is my business to do this, but also my, my God mission is to help change the cultural belief that's out there. Like I said, the culture's teachings is, is killing relationships, is killing marriages, and is killing raising young, healthy kids who actually could go into building healthy relationships because everybody's broken up and nobody, you know. So that's my job with God to change the pulse of what's out there and reframe what works better if you want that, right? So I do a lot of podcasting to send the message. There's hope. It is doable. It's actually very easily doable. You just have to know how, and you have to forget everything that you were taught on some level. Anyway, so I notice that when I do podcasts, sending the message out, there's two types of listeners. So some people will listen to podcasts because they're curious. They're curious, right? And they want information. So if the listeners, some of your listeners are information seekers, I have a gift for them. Number one is so if, if I, I'll send you directly to my email. So if they actually email me at Andre Coaching, the number one at Gmail, Andre Coaching, number one at gmail.com. And in a text, in a subject text, you write a resistible book. I will send you for free my, my book. It's called Five Feminine Qualities High Value Men Find Absolutely Irresistible. This is like me interviewing men and, and telling the women, the ladies, what men value with high value men value i sell it i sell it on my, on my website but if your listeners write me on coaching one and say irresistible in the title i'll send it to you guys for free gift number one if you like information i'll get some for you now the other type of listeners typically want more than just information they want to step in they want to like get down they want to learn some stuff right they want them so if you're a learner you like want to Something I said resonated and you want to, you know, dig in a little bit. Again, same thing. Go to Andre Coaching One at Gmail. But in the text, in the subject matter, just write talk now. Talk now. So what I'll do is I will send you from my email, I'll send you a link to my calendar. And you can book an hour to have a one on one conversation like this with me about what's not happening, where you stuck, where you stuck, where you stuck, what your challenges are. And we'll talk about <laughs> how I dismantle this for people. I, I do this in one, like, 15 minutes, you know, decoding what happened to you as a child. Because it's always in childhood that we make those terrible decisions about ourselves, about the world, about life, about people. And these are the things that run our lives. So we'll figure out literally in 15 minutes that there's nothing wrong with you. You're a product of your past. If you're a masculine woman, it's, your, it's in your childhood. If you're feminine men, it's in your childhood that the wheels came off. Per your circumstances, it's not your fault. But when you understand what happened, you realize there's nothing wrong with you. And then, so then what's the, what's the dream? What's the dream? We'll talk about the dream. And then we'll talk about the different ways that you could work with me if that's what you choose to. So 
those are my two gifts for you listeners. I think that's um, an offer that anybody cannot. Yeah. Some people do both, by the way. They do both. They'll do the book and the class. I'm like, bring it. I don't care. Like, this is, you know, let me, let me just spread that out. There. Such a great offer. Thank you so very much for that, Andre. And thank you for all the way sure. But you're, you're coming as not only helped me, but I know it's going to also help others because I picked some certain things. I learned some certain things from what you said. Thank you so very much. And God bless you. So that's welcome. Thank him you, my man. Sure. Thank you so very much, Andre. Bye bye. Anytime. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.